Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. Yo, it's your favorite podcast host, Johnny King. What's going on? Thank you for joining me. Today, I want to talk about 21 suggestions for success. Now, I saw something on uh, Facebook um, not too long ago, and this is from, it's just like a, literally a list of 21 suggestions for success. And I was like, ah, some of these are really good. Um, and it's attributed to H. Jackson Brown Jr. I'm not sure who that is. Probably should have done some research, but I didn't. Um, but anyways, there, there's so many good ones that, uh, some of them are pretty self-explanatory. Some of them I think are worth maybe talking about a little bit. Uh, but let's get right into it. Number one, marry the right person. (laughs) This one decision will determine 90% of your happiness or misery. And that's so true. Um, my thought is, you know, again, I, from what I've learned (laughs) and granted, I'm no expert. Uh, and I've certainly learned by trial and error, uh, maybe more error than, than trial, but whatever the case that, you know, a lot of times if, if you're going to end up finding a partnership that lasts, it's going to be because you fall in love with shared values. Okay. Again, I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes, but, um, for a relationship to have connection, and commonality is when they have uh, common values in line, right? So, I mean, I've talked to so many people who who are, are been married for ten years, and then they realize that one person wants to have kids and the other person doesn't, and they're like, "We didn't we didn't think to have these conversations when we were twenty one, twenty two." Like, oh gosh, okay, well, that can be a deal breaker, right? Um, <laughs> monogamy. Uh, polygamy, <laughs> open relationships, like those values, of course, spiritual values, how you're going to raise children, if you're going to have children, uh, financial, like there's so many things that are worth having conversations about that uh, I think when when you're younger, we probably haven't been uh, advised, all of us, in the right way to have the, the right uh, conversations. Um for me, I've I've even looked at how, you know, over the years I've dated women who were such victims to life that it's no wonder that things ultimately didn't work out, right? Or dating women who were extremely controlling <laughs> um, and not as go with the flow as I am. And so those are values where there's going to be some major hiccups. So you have to find that individual to find that common ground you got to find the, the things that you have in, in, in common, right? To find the common ground, you got to find the things that are in common. That's uh, Write that down. You can quote me on that. But no, the, the, the common values. <clears throat> now, the things that bring um, chemistry and the spark and, and, and all those things are going to be the, the things that you don't have in common, right? So maybe uh, you have differences in music, uh, maybe you get to introduce your, your partner into something that they've never experienced before, right? But it's exciting in that sense. But it's not a value per se as it is like, oh, you've never seen 
um, Broadway musicals or you've never seen uh, concerts at Red Rocks Amphitheater, like let me check this out. Or you, you're not really into camping or you've never gone camping, like wait until you go spend the night out under the Milky Way, right? So whatever the case might be, that has so much to do with finding the right person. And I couldn't agree with, with uh, number one anymore. And there's a reason why it's number one is because that decision uh, when consciously coupling yourself with someone else <clears throat> to create you know, a life together, they've got to bring out and magnify your greatest attributes and not where you shrink down and you can't be yourself, right? Cool. Enough said. Number two, work at something you enjoy and that's worthy of your time and your talent. Now, that's part of my my list of top 10 things I know uh, when I'm being successful. And, and that is like one of them is like when I'm doing something that I that's in alignment with my gifts and that I love doing. <clears throat> okay. So essentially, like it says, number two, work at something you enjoy and that's worthy of your time and your talent. Life is short, man. And if you don't enjoy the, the the majority of the work that you do, granted, there's always things in your work and relationships, in your health, in, in, in life that are not going to be all that exciting, uh, potentially even painful that you have to do. Yes. But if you spend the majority of your time not enjoying what you're doing, you're not going to have a very grateful or uh, successful life. Number three, give people more than they expect and do it cheerfully. Enough said. Number four, become the most positive and an enthusiastic person you know. To me, that's that's extremely important. I think that's just that's always been a part of me, um, and I don't know why. Uh, on the Enneagram, the personality profile assessment, I am a life enthusiast. I'm a number seven. Uh, I just love life. <laughs> Awfully hard to love life if you are pessimistic, uh, but that also has created some challenges and relationships. Um, when I've, you know, teamed up with, with someone in a dating scenario when, when they're not positive <laughs> and I felt like I was always trying to lift them up, that doesn't work for me. So, um, number five, be forgiving of yourself and others. Oh man, that's, that's probably one of the biggest challenges in life, right? Is to forgive not only others, but especially yourself. Um, I know in a lot of work that I've done over the years, uh, like <laughs> work, deep work, uh, challenging work, uh, a lot of the, the tears and the anger and the frustration and the pain has actually been towards myself. And so getting that shit out of your system <laughs> and then understanding why, you know, why you were angry at yourself in the first place, which typically is not justified but it's just a story that you've created can allow you to forgive yourself. Um, anyways, number six, be generous, man. Uh, that just kind of speaks for itself. Uh, be generous, be loving. Number seven, have a grateful heart. Um, you know, they often say that the, the key to wealth is gratitude. Uh, I always kind of feel like there's a difference between the rich and the wealthy. The rich have a lot of things, They've acquired a lot of things, yet the wealthy are those that are grateful for whatever they have, um, whether it's a little or a lot, and they're just grateful. And uh, to have a grateful heart is to be truly wealthy. Number eight, persistence, persistence, persistence. I said it in a previous podcast 
that uh, I've had, it's been such a journey. I think life is such a journey, right? Um, But if you persevere and you just don't give up on the things that you love, whether it be people or passion projects or your health, um, life in general, just persistence. (laughs) Enough said. Number nine, discipline yourself to save money on even the most modest salary. Uh, Yeah, that, uh, that has been a challenge for me at times. And yet at the end of the day, um, like I said, there's, I, I read a book actually not too long ago, a couple of years ago, well, I guess it's maybe four years ago by Joseph Stanley. He's the one that wrote, uh, the millionaire next door. He also wrote this book called stop acting rich. And, uh, this was when I was living downtown Denver on like the, almost the 30th floor of this high rise, uh, spending thousands of dollars a month, um, enjoying myself, <laughs> Uh, but as soon as I read it, literally, as soon as I read it, I was like, oh my God, like I am, I'm the worst. I'm, I'm literally throwing so much money when I could be just as probably just as happy. So I went from spending like $2,500 a month in this like bachelor pad, beautiful loft. Don't get me wrong. Like the, the sunsets and the views were epic. I moved to this little man cave of a place, uh, for less than $800. That was four years ago. And I lived there for three years, living below my means and everything else <clears throat> to save up money. And I didn't, and truthfully, I was actually happier with that man cave because I was closer to nature and closer to this lake that I live near than I was when I was living downtown. Um, but when it really comes down to it, disciplining yourself to save money on even the most modest of salary to me allowed me to get out of this place of, of financial scarcity. So for what it's worth, it's, uh, it's not the greatest of books as there's a lot of data, but it definitely had a huge impact on me. Number 10, treat everyone you meet like you want to be treated. Treat everyone you meet like you want to be treated. Kind of like the golden rule. Yeah. Uh, number 11, commit yourself to constant improvement. I cannot say, uh, how important that is for me, at least personally. Um, cause I, I truly believe that if you're not growing, you're dying. And again, I've met friends I've met, I've had girlfriends who are like, no, I'm happy with who I am. Like, I don't need to grow. I'm like, check <laughs> moving on. Number 12, commit yourself to quality. Um, and I think that's, 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 there's a big difference between, uh, perfectionism being perfect versus quality, or as I think about it, excellence. Okay. So I, I personally have to keep catching myself because for so long I was a recovering perfectionist and everything had to be perfect. And when I knew it wasn't going to be perfect, then I'd ultimately just give up on it and and not try. Right. But at the end of the day, when I started really learning in a a previous podcast, if you go back and look, I think it's called, uh, the 100% rule. It's all about just giving 100% commitment to something. And I had, I had realized over the years that I had never really fully committed myself to anything in life because I was scared of failing. And now it's not, it's not like I've gotten so much better, but at least I always think about that. And I thought about it even today when I was in the gym last night, I was like, you know what? I want to, I told my fitness coach like, Hey man, I want to uh, put on some more lean muscle mass. He's like, all right, well then we got to push, you know, push the nutrition. We got to push the, the workouts. I'm like, all right. But typically the workouts that I do, I work out hard, 
but I work out just to a certain amount where I know I can <laughs> catch my breath. I don't redline it. I don't push the the weight like I used to when I was bodybuilding back in my in my 20s, right? Um, so there's a little bit of fear there that I, just because I don't like feeling like I'm going to pass out. I don't like feeling like I'm going to fail and drop weights. I don't, I don't like any of that stuff. I told myself this morning, I'm like, you know what? F it, go all out, lift heavier, you know, and if you have to stop and breathe and you don't finish the full like time period that they give you, so be it. And today I had one of my harder workouts than I've had in years, just because I decided to push, uh, just towards greater levels of excellence and just 100% commitment of everything I got. Okay. So that's number 12, commit yourself to quality. 13, understand that happiness is not based on possessions, power, prestige, but on relationships with people you love and respect. Now my book that I'm reading, Becoming Kings, that I'm reading, that I'm writing, uh, called Becoming Kings, part of the subtitle has to do with helping men kind of regain their power. And that's, to me, all about personal power. It's about having the power to over our emotions, right? To where I don't blow up out of anger or I don't uh, get pissed off and I I retract. And, and like the power over, um, you know, showing up as loving, empathetic, compassionate versus the kind of the shadow side of power, which is like power over people, right? And so to me, it's all it's all about relationships and love. And it's no wonder that one of my love languages, top love languages is, is quality time and physical physical touch because to me, it's all about the relationships of being with the people that I love, okay? Number 14, be loyal. Uh, does there need to be anything else said? No, be loyal. Number 15, be honest. Um, that's, that's actually so much more difficult than you realize. Cause if you were to ask people like a room full of a hundred people, like who here is a liar? Like no one would raise their hands, you know, who here, you know, tells the truth. Everyone would probably raise their hands. And yet we lie to ourselves and we break our commitments. We break our word. We tell people we're going to be someplace and then we bail last minute. Like there's so many things where we actually are not in alignment or congruent with our word that it's uh, pretty scary. It's pretty pathetic. And then we wonder why we don't accomplish, you know, the things that we commit to, whether it be improving our health or, you know, improving our relationship with our significant other or our kids or our family or doing the things that we we say we're going to do because over time we allow ourselves to get away with breaking our word and it slowly chips away at our self-esteem. And that, of course, has a bigger effect on our, yeah, our self-worth. So being honest, being your word could be number one, (laughs) could be number two. It's so important. Number 16 here is be a self-starter. And that has everything to do with being very clear about what it is that you want. Um, If you're, if for me, I'll just speak for myself. If I'm unclear about what it is that I want, I don't get out of bed with this sense of clarity. I kind of like fart around throughout the day and I'm like, what, what am I doing? What, what's, the, what's the point of this? Like, I'm not very good at being a self-starter and some days are better than others if I'm not clear about what it is that I want. I, I realize how important this point is such that I'm, I really, really commit myself to this process each and every single week as I do on Sunday evenings as I'm planning out the, the upcoming week. Otherwise, I know I will completely waste 
hours and days by not being much of a self-starter because I'm not clear with where I want to go. Number 17, be decisive even if it means you'll sometimes be wrong. I have stepped up in that way and it's made all the difference in my business, in relationships. You know, in relationships I used to be like, oh, whatever you want. And she'd be like, but what, what do you want? I'm like, I don't care, whatever you want. She's like, oh, just make a decision. Even in my business, you know, with my team, there's times that I've been, you know, lacking the confidence, feeling insecure. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I should do. And they're all looking to me like, what should we do? I'm like, well, what do you guys think? I'm like, we don't know. It's your business. It's your vision. I'm like, God damn it. You're right. So it's good. It's good to actually have that level of accountability of people around you too, who are looking to you to, to be a leader, you know, again, whether it be your significant other, your, your kids, you know, at work, being a leader in your health, like you got it. Like if you, if I walk into the gym and I'm not clear about what it is that I want to want to get done that day, I literally can waste an hour or two hours just kind of going like, uh, I don't know. I just kind of like push a few reps on the machine and I'll sit there and look at my phone for five or 10 minutes. And then before you know, like, oh yeah, yeah, I got to get to another, another set. Like you have to be very, very clear about what it is that you want. And again, with that clarity comes that ability to be decisive when decisions need to be made, right? Number 18, stop blaming others. Take responsibility responsibility for every area of your life. To me, that goes back to my previous podcast episode about playing above the line. You know, those that play below the line don't take responsibility. They blame others. Um, they shame others and they point fingers. Whereas in when you're playing above the line, you take responsibility for everything um, in your life, whether it be good or bad. And if it's bad, then you learn from it and you adjust. Number 19, be bold and courageous. When you look back on your life, you'll regret the things you didn't do more than the ones you did. That's, that's uh, a cliche um, or it's so kind of overused probably because it's so true. And, and I saw something on Facebook not long ago or maybe Instagram where they were interviewing women in their 90s or even their you know hundreds. I mean, like, what would you be telling millennials now um, being able to look back on your life. And, and most of them were saying like, take risks, go for it. Um, don't let fear, you know, keep you from, from chasing your dreams, all those things. Right. So be bold and courageous. When you look back on your life, you'll regret the things you didn't do more than the things that you did. Number 20, we're almost done. Take good care of those you love. I remember my dad, um, calling me one day, this is shortly after my mom passed away. And he was like, you know what, Johnny, like life is so precious. You have to treat your, he was referring to, you know, the individual I was in, in a relationship with at the time. Like you have to treat her like she's your queen, you know, and honor her each and every single day. Cause you never know when it's, uh, you know, when it's your last. And I didn't really heed that, that advice, uh, until it was too late. Um, but again, it's kind of one of those things that uh, is bittersweet from the standpoint that I learned it now. So anyone that I've been dating uh, since then, I really do cherish every moment um, and just appreciate the shit out of it because tomorrow isn't guaranteed, right? And then number 21, speaking of mom, <laughs> it says, don't do anything that wouldn't make your mom proud. Oh, man. Um, I can't say that I always live by that, but uh, without my mom being around... Um, you know, I guess I'll never know, uh, but I do just follow my, uh, my, my moral compass, that compass that, uh, points me 
in the way that I believe is my true north each and every single day. So I will say, though, that uh, I do feel like I risk take. I, I, I attempt to do things that scare me pretty often. And if I realize I make a mistake, then like I said, I pivot and I learn from it and I move forward. I think that is more of what my mom would be proud of is that I learn from my mistakes. I take action. I don't let fear keep me back um, versus, you know, not taking risks and, uh, and avoiding <laughs> doing anything that my mom would be proud. So anyways, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this. I thought this was pretty cool. The 21 suggestions for success. Um, and yeah. If you are at all interested in having a recap of this and you don't want to listen to this podcast episode again, shoot me a, uh, an email or a DM and I'd be happy to, to send you this screenshot that I have from Facebook. So until we meet again, have an amazing day. Take care. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at Johnny King, Facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.